Welcome to the Full Out Podcast, where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Jo Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out. No more surviving your days, playing small, or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to the Full Out Podcast. It's Sam and I'm so excited for you guys to be here. I think I say that every time that I'm so excited, but really, I love our guest today, Emily Cook-Harris. I've known her for a long time, but I'm gonna give you her bio. Uh, Emily is a personal trainer, fitness instructor, and consultant working with top brands globally to produce original content and events. With over a decade's experience, this third generation coach empowers others to tap into their innate power through movement. She is a Puma ambassador, speaker, and founder of Empowered NYC and Fit Week, which has proudly raised over $45,000 for education. She holds a BS in kinesiology, is a former professional dancer, and currently resides with her husband in sunny Los Angeles. Emily, welcome. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Girl, I'm so excited that you're here. So for everyone, we met like years ago. I actually don't even know the year, maybe 2010. Oh my gosh. Years are hard. Years are hard. Let me think about that. That, uh, probably, I think 2011. 2011. 2011. Yes. And we working in fitness. Yeah. We taught together at a boutique fitness studio in New York. And I just remember meeting Emily and she's this cute little blonde bubble of sunshine. And I was like, (laughs) I need to be friends with this girl. And watching her journey over the last eight, nine years has been so exciting. Um, but Em, I want you to kind of take over. Tell us for people that don't know you, who are you? Where are you from? What's your background? What's your life look like? Oh my gosh. Oh, wowzers. Well, I am, as you said, Emily Cookares. I'm very happy to be here. I feel like my journey has been one of evolution and one of taking risks for the things that excite me and for the things that sort of pull me forward. I feel like that would definitely be one of those like constants in my life of things that brought me forward. So I grew up dancing. Dance was my first love. That was my introduction to movement. Uh, that movement in general was super like, uh, like prevalent in my house. It sounds like we were just like running around, which we absolutely were. Uh, but it, it was an active family. So my siblings either danced or played sports or like that was a very, my mom is a PE teacher and a group X instructor. Like I remember going to her like aerobics class as a kid and she taught at a university. Like that was all thing. Her uh, dad, my grandfather was also a coach. Like that was very much, it, it's something I'm actually very proud of. Fitness and coaching feels absolutely in my DNA. It feels like something that is innate to me, connecting to movement, but not just movement for my own enjoyment while I do enjoy it, connecting with other people and helping them feel the power of movement and how that can just ripple out into all facets of your life. Like movement as this spark of, I do feel like that is part of my like inner spark is whenever I move, I feel like I'm in my power and I, I just take such joy in being able to help other people like feel that for themselves and bring that out in them through movement. And so I think growing up that it was a very like 
movement and eating healthy and all of that. Uh, I grew up in South Louisiana and I feel like the food is often seen in South Louisiana is delicious, but it's not necessarily good for you. But I feel like in our house, like we had some of that, but the majority of it was was, you know, lean proteins and vegetables and just because of who my mom was. And so that was sort of how we ate as a result of that, which is, which I'm super grateful for. And so it was normal to me. It was normal to eat healthy and move your body. It wasn't something that I felt like I had to do. It was something that just felt fun. So dance, I feel like was that thing that I love so much. I remember going to New York the first time, I think I was like 13, like something seventh, eighth grade. And just being absolutely just taken aback by the energy of the city, how it felt so vibrant. I remember seeing my first like big Broadway show and being like, this shit is legit. I need to be here. I need to do what they do. Like my little heart was just on fire. And I would say from that point, it solidified within me of I'm going to live in New York. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I'm going to live in New York. Fast forward to I studied kinesiology in college. So again, that love of movement, that love of just like science, but I don't really like, not all science, like I don't really need chemistry, I don't really need other, but movement science is very interesting to me. And so I loved studying that. I also minored in dance. That was actually, I remember my senior year of college, that was my first like true strength training class that I ever took. And I remember feeling my body transform from doing weights. And I had never done that. I had been either in a gym doing things that were sort of normal at the time. It was way more of like a, you run or you do the elliptical, or it was very like a cardio centric time, um, as well as danced, which we know is resistance training. It was just with your body. And so I really hadn't done much strength training other than like maybe some dumbbells at the gym, nothing for real. And that I feel like, ooh, that tapped into something new for me where I was like, okay, now this, wow, I feel good. Not only do I feel strong and my body feels, it feels and looks different, I feel like confident. I feel like really confident, almost like broad shoulder confident in a way that I hadn't felt before. So I think that, you know, I'm sure you have those little moments in your life where you're, when you, maybe at the time, it didn't really seem that big of a deal. But when you're looking back at your journey, you're like, Ah, that that was an important class. I'm really happy that I had to take that class because that was <laughs> yeah. that was good. That was that was planting a seed for a future me that loves weights and loves the gym and all the things. Um, but so as part of that degree, I had a great say. I had a great college experience and that I really I really loved what I was learning. I was actually in a uh, contemporary dance company in Baton Rouge. I went to LSU. Uh, and so that was all like very positive. I, I worked for Disney in college. Like, so I guess I liked college too. Cause I was like, I'm gonna leave for a second and I'll come back. Uh, but that was also great. There are a lot of good things. And, but as part of that, no, not, but, uh, and as part of that degree, you had to do an internship in the field. And so a lot of people that I knew were doing internships in, in the area, right? They were maybe going to new Orleans instead of staying in Baton Rouge sort of thing. And there was just that, I think I have like a tiny screw loose in there where other people might be like, oh, I'm not going to believe that big. But I do. And I found this internship in New York City. I, it was at the NBC Fitness Center. And I think the one positive thing was that once I found it, I found that a previous LSU student had either been there or was there or something. And so it was, it gave me enough hope 
to apply. It gave me enough hope to be like, okay, someone's done it. And so I want to do it. And I think later in life, that became less of a thing. Even if someone hadn't done it, that didn't scare me as much. But I think that was important in that really first big leap of mine, that there was that glimmer of hope of someone has done it. And so you can too. Like, why not you? Why not you? And so I applied, I got an interview. And so I flew up to New York to interview. And then a few months later, I got a call from the director saying, like, you got the internship. Meanwhile, it was an unpaid or was an unpaid internship. It's like 40 hours a week for school credit in the most expensive city in the world. Like, so you're like, God, this is amazing news. I'm going to go work for free. God, that's awesome. But it was, it was truly one of those like key pivotal moments for me because it got me to the city I wanted to be in. It got me into an industry that I, now I get goosebumps how much I love the fitness, the fitness environment and world and all the, the good that it's being done there. And it, it got me into the Mecca of it. I mean, like in New York city that, and just, I love LA, but it's a different, it's different. They have different, different fitness environments. Um, and so it got me there. And I think from there, then I was able to be in fitness and be in dance and be in, in sort of these different worlds. But that was definitely one of those first, I'd say first big leaps that I took when there was no net because you don't have any money at that time. Uh, I was on my own, you know, going to a city where I didn't have a job. <laughs> like I had a job and not a job. Um, and so I remember, you know, living off of babysitting money that I had saved up and I, you know, like that's what you do. Actually, I remember, side note, I remember working at Disney and working insane, insane hours because I loved it. And that's where my friends were. So I was like, if I go to work, that's where my friends are. So I might as well go to work. And I actually saved so much money when I worked there because work was friends and friends were work. And so you weren't like, oh, I want to be off work to hang out with my friends. My friends were there. So I actually set myself up to be able to take leaps, which I do think is another important uh, key. So I'm all for bold leaps, but not putting yourself in a situation where there's pressure to have to perform fast. I think that it, it, will, it will change the quality of your work. Um, but I mean, do you want me to keep going? We just, there's so much. Yeah, I mean, girl, there's so much, but I, I, I'm like, <laughs> only got like there's so much time. I just stuff. got you 2009. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm like speechless. I'm like, keep going, keep going. Um, but I think that before we keep going, like I, this idea of, um, people not believing in this bigger picture, like, I can believe that I can do this much, but I don't necessarily believe that I could do that much. And you did. Is that something that you feel like was instilled in you by your parents? Is that something you just had innately? Is that something you had to force yourself to look bigger and reach bigger? What, what did that look like for you? I feel like it was, I, I will give my parents credit for, I, like my, for that instilling that you can in me. Um, I feel like my, I mean, both my parents in their own way, but they did that like through dance. I know that my mom was always the one of like, I loved musical theater. And so she made sure that we did what we 
what we had to do so that I could get singing lessons. Like there was, there was that sort of support of the dream when the dream at, at that time was, was dance and singing and musical theater and all of that. Um, so I definitely think there was, there was absolutely that love and support around that. And I also think, I think that combined with, I just have always had this desire for more and this knowing and this like, it, it's almost not even a choice. It's almost this sense of, I know that there is more that I am capable of. And I know that there are there. I would not have a dream without a purpose. I would not have an idea or a desire for something more in my life with the fact that it could never come to be. That just seems cruel. And I don't believe that we live in a cruel universe. I don't. I believe that when there is some sort of push within you or a pull almost, right? But where, ah, oh, that seems like that would be really fun. Ooh, that seems really interesting. And that doesn't mean it will always turn out like you think it will, because a lot of times it doesn't. But the, you have to go on that journey. So I feel like I always knew that I wanted to be in a bigger city. I just did. And it, I have such love and respect for the city I grew up in, but I just knew it wasn't where I wanted to be. And not because it was anything that the city was doing. It was because there was something else that I wanted. And, and I was just crazy enough to go for it. Um, I mean, and I do think that, you need, I think you need both. I think you need, whether that is a parent or whether that's a significant other or whether that is a friend, like I do think having one, one person in your, in your environment, in your corner that says, you're, you know what, you're not crazy. I think that if you are passionate about that, you should go for it and, and you'll figure it out. Uh, is it Marie Forleo that she talks about? I think it's, it might be her book title now, but like everything is figure outable. Yes. I am such a believer in that. I'm at it. I didn't think of that first. Like, I'm like, yes, <laughs> well done, Marie, because that is brilliant. And I think I believe that. I really do, that everything is figure outable when you have at least one person. Another, I feel like another, if I'm going to keep quoting people, yes. uh, Brene Brown said something once about how, like, we think we need, like, this whole big posse of people. And she's like, if you got one or two people in your corner, you're good. You're good. Like, so I think this myth that we need 17 people rooting us on. Uh, and if you have 17, you are just slaying. That's amazing. But in terms of those people that know you, that know you, that know the authenticity, authenticity of your dreams and the, just the truth by which you speak and live, people that know the real you, that when you tell them what you really want, they can see that and know that that's important and that you should go for that. And I think I've always had that whether, and sometimes it was my parents and sometimes it wasn't my parents. And sometimes it was, it was Andy, my, my now husband. Um, and so, but I think having someone that can be not even, not even like a, just a source of, of, feedback and not in like a corporate sense, <laughs> but in like a, in a support sense, a support. So, well, and I, I think that I was that. also a big part of it. Yeah. And I love that because, you know, in going through big life shifts, like I've had a few of those and I needed people in my corner. Now I will tell you when they aren't right there with you, like I had a hard time 
when I was like going through my divorce, all my people, my close, close people, they were on the East Coast. They were in Maryland. They were in New York. And having a phone call is one thing, but being able to see someone face to face is another thing. But what do you do for the other 23 hours of the day? And that's where I found that podcasts were so invaluable because I got to have those people, these mentors, these people that have done amazing things in business and life and their relationships literally in my ears, telling me what was possible for them and allowing me to know then what was possible for me. And that's part of the reason that I started this podcast is because I know what it's like to feel completely alone. I know what it's like to be like, okay, I've already talked to my best friend for an hour today and I... I still need support. I need more. And I'm, I see a therapist once a week, or maybe I have a coach that I check in once a week, but like, I need more. And there are an unlimited amount of podcasts out there that are going to tell you, girl, yes, you can. Whatever it is that you're thinking about, you're not crazy. Yes, you should. Yes, the world needs you. Come on, speak up, do the thing. And that, that is something that I'm super passionate about because I needed that. I needed to have that in, literally in my ear. Someone on my shoulder whispering in my ear yes. on my runs, on my walks, on, you know, just throughout the day while I was cleaning my house, like yes. all the things. So I love that, that you're saying that, that both are important. Having this intrinsic feeling of like, I'm meant for more, or there's something more for me, or there's a pool, like I need to follow this pool, but then also to have some kind of support. And if you don't have that support in your life, you have a choice, I think, of saying, okay, well, I'm not supported, so I can't do this. Or... You take the active role and say, okay, I might not have the support right here in front of me. What can I do? Do I need to go listen to a podcast? Do I need to go hire a coach? Do I need to read some books? What can you actively do to be around the people that are going to support you in your goals, regardless of how crazy they might feel or they might not feel? No, but I absolutely, there were definite pivot points where I was watching YouTube videos of speeches and I was reading books that were, that were putting empowering, like hopeful fire into my spirit again, because I think that's what happens too, is that as we right are in this adult work uh, environment where we start to get a routine and I guess you have a routine growing up as a kid, but you have no responsibilities. So it's different. It's not the same. Um, but so if you're not being proactive about the thoughts that you're thinking and the, the like fire in your spirit, then it can start to dim and it can start to be like up, up, just doing my day every day. Boop, boop, boop. And before you know it, you're far removed from the thing that you were actually either trying to do or just from that sense of aliveness that we are on this planet to live. And I can think of a few times in my journey of like, so after that internship, then I worked in corporate wellness. And then I, I sort of hit that wall with corporate wellness because I was doing it for a year. And I was like, but I know I want to dance. I did not come all the way to New York fucking city to now not even try to do that. Like that doesn't make any sense. And so I applied for this program that was the Broadway Dance Center professional semester. It was actually the very first professional semester that they had done. And I remember my older sister was also in New York at the time. And so she and Andy and I rented a rehearsal room. She helped me like film an audition tape that I don't even know if I had ever done, to be honest. Uh, and so I got into this program and it was, you know, four months of 
devoted completely to my passion that was dance and at the same time I was also doing personal training so like I was in both of those worlds but I gave dance the shot that that my heart was longing to do and and it paid off I was able to book a national tour of a musical and like got to do these commercials and a lot of these fun things that that then led me to that next path and it's just like you have to follow those pulls as they come and you also have to listen to those moments when this isn't it uh, because fast forward i had an injury that sort of took me out of the dance world and then plopped me back into fitness and i know you and i have talked about this before but that was a season that was very difficult for me because it was an identity question mark of who am i if i'm not a dancer or who am i if i'm not a, a, only a trainer who am i in feeling like i had to like pick as opposed to we are meant to be dynamic, multifaceted humans. And so we, we, we don't have to pick because I am not a stick figure, right? I'm a, a fully blown person. So I'm going to have a lot of different passions and interests and they will also evolve as I go through different seasons of my life. So I think that season had its, had its challenges. But I think the cool thing that I learned out of it was that I also allowed myself to show up as Emily, the person that loved fitness. It didn't mean I loved to dance any less. And then I allowed that to flourish. And I found such fulfillment in that. And I, and I actually, before I got on the tour, I founded my company, Empowered. And all of that was built on wanting to give people the tools to be able to change their lives with movement as the core. And that was something that then I could dive into and I could really just, you know, sink my teeth into and put my heart into building that world. So then when I wanted to dance at a later point in life, it was because I wanted to because it was fun. It wasn't because I felt like I needed to or I should and all those things. Um, but even thinking about different sort of job transitions. So I know sometimes the, there can be a question of, okay, I would like to do something different than I'm doing now. Like when those Sunday scaries start to get consistent mm -hmm. and every Sunday you're like, or whatever, you know, it could be on a Tuesday for you if you work on Wednesday. But like, it, whatever that day is where you're like, I'm not totally thrilled about what's coming next and how I'm going to spend my time this week. When that starts happening again and again and again, as there were definitely times in my life when that would start to be more frequent, I knew it was time to make a shift again. I knew that my heart was telling me, there's more. You've gotten what you needed to get and experience out of this season. and the universe is inviting you into a new season. You don't totally know what it looks like yet, and that's okay, but you cannot stay where you are. You cannot, or you will be slowly letting the life force drain from your body. It's up to you. It's up to you. It's your life. But that, anytime I would hit that, that would be that sort of invitation and that pull forward and that choice. And that would also be a time when I would be diving into my books, my YouTubes, my podcasts, my journaling of who am I, what do I want, what am I capable of, and what, what does that look like? Not necessarily knowing that I would know that answer, but sometimes knowing what it doesn't look like is just as important. Um, so yeah, so thinking about I built my company one client at a time, essentially like I think about like underground, it wasn't a secret, <laughs> but like meaning I was doing other 
working other jobs, working for other companies as I was slowly building this, this passion of mine until it got to a point where it could be my full time and where I didn't need to be working for anyone else where that could be my thing. And that was, and that was such, you know, joy and such an, it is such joy where you get to write, you get to write your life, you know, it doesn't come without its own challenges, but, um, but yeah, but I think one of the key things of that was knowing, knowing when it was time to pivot and knowing that get what you need support wise or audio support or like that sort of reading something um, to give you the fuel to be able to make those leaps. But I would not be where I am. I mean, even in Los Angeles, right? Like I'm in LA now. I was in New York for seven years. That was another massive pivot point of as much as I loved New York, it got to a point where I didn't love it as much. And I never wanted to resent the city and I never wanted to be bitter about the city. And so when it started to become that Sunday, Sunday blues more frequently of I had achieved my dream. I had built a successful company in New York City that was making six figures that was from knowing two people when I moved to New York and having no, you know, there was no funding. There was no like financial, I started it with zero dollars <laughs> like, and doing that fast forward to having a full roster of clients at the time empowered also had other trainers that we employed that were part of, you know, servicing our clientele. And I was super proud of that. But I had this moment of, I know there's more for me. And I'm a really great trainer. So either I take care of all these people until they die or I die. And they're in great health. So it's not going to be them. It will probably <laughs> be me because I am running on coffee and ambition. And that can only take you so far. <laughs> and I just, I mean, it was, trust me, it was a lot of conversations with Andy and I. It was a lot of, um, but once we, once we were like, it's time, it's time. And LA was the sort of other city that we were always like, ah, eh, that would be cool, but not yet. Oh, that would be fun, but not yet. And it got to a point where we just knew it's, it's now. It actually started because we, we knew we wanted a different apartment. Because uh, we lived in a studio. I was going to say, can we, can we pause? I'm like, oh, this is amazing. But meanwhile, throughout this entire journey, I want you all to know that Emily and her husband, Andy, shared a studio apartment yes. in New York City. Yes. And even your first apartment here was a studio, studio. apartment. It was just like so the guys, nicest studio we ever had. <laughs> you guys have lived in such tight quarters. Like, can we pause for a second and talk about... How did you survive years with your significant other in, I mean, how many square feet? One room. Like oh. in a closet, basically. Basically. Like, okay, the studio apartment in Queens, also it's adorable when you think about your rent. That's, it's just like, as it like, you're like, wow, we used to pay that? God, that'd be awesome. Um, but that was a studio apartment in Queens. Oh, I don't even know square footage. That one was a decent size, right? But it was one of those, what's it called? Railroad. Railroad. Yeah. Right. So you walk in and like just straight to the window, but meaning the kitchen had no light. There was no light in there. It was like just a little 
I don't even know how to, the little, it just jutted out. Uh, but yeah, so that was, you know, that was a nice studio because it had a sliding door. Ooh, fancy. Um, but then we were in a studio apartment in, you know, 31st street in the city. That one was probably 350 square feet. Me, I, there's no way it was 400 square feet. It was probably 350 square feet. How did we survive? I mean, we did joke that like, <laughs> the bathroom was Andy's office. Like, cause it was like, where are you going to go? You have nowhere to go. <laughs> like you want to write some brilliant something? Well, that's your option. Um, no, in all seriousness, I think, I mean, I'm not serious, but I do think that one of the most amazing things, honestly, I wish, I wish everyone lived in a studio apartment and here's why you have to be so comfortable with yourself that you cannot be projecting your bullshit onto someone else because they are right there all the time. And you learn how to communicate because especially in New York, outside was not necessarily a better place to be. So in LA, we also lived in a studio. It was probably three times the size of our New York studio and it was in like a gorgeous building. So we thought we were in like a hotel. It was so nice uh, compared to our New York studio. But even that, you could go outside because the weather was nice. Like you had other options. In New York, if you wanted quiet, like your apartment was where you had to find it because out in the city was not going to be that. And I just feel like it made us also cherish the time that we had together because it wasn't out in the chaos. And I, it, we just learned how to talk to each other. And we learned how to process our feelings individually, but also be able to communicate them to each other. And I think, and that goes to everything that goes to, oh, you know, when you said this, that upset me, or, or I know you didn't mean anything by it, but uh, when you did that, oh, that made me feel like that. And I'm saying those things saying I have been the culprit a hundred times. Um, and so, but you don't, there's something about having multiple rooms, right? Where you can be like, we're just going to take some space and we're going to go into other rooms, which look, if we had other rooms, sure, we'd go into them. But when you don't, you have to talk about things and you have to, like, I never want to be going to sleep with something that's like bothering me. I'm going to talk about it. That's just who I am. And I think that in the process, we both learned how to communicate better to each other, how to communicate our needs and desires and, and how to better like love each other through all of that. Now, how long, how long have you guys been married? You've been together forever. But forever. I've known Andy since high school. Like oh I was just gosh. smitten from the start. Um, we have been married. I think this year will be eight years. Does that mean it's a long time when you don't remember how many years? <laughs> I think, I think it's eight. And we got married in 2011. So yeah, it'll be eight years this December. So that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, do you guys have any rituals? Like I know you have um, your own like personal care rituals and self-care rituals, but do you guys have anything as a couple that you do together either for your relationship or for your spirituality or anything like that that you'd be willing to share? Of course. I feel like it's also evolved. I feel like the things that we love to do now maybe are things that we didn't love to do together before or because I mean, definitely one thing about being with someone for that long is I am not the same person that I was five years ago, eight years ago when I was in college. Like, so I think that's definitely one aspect of relationship is the evolution of you as a person will also 
change how you interact with each other and will then change the things that you do together. Um, but I would say now movement is a big one that we actually really enjoy together, whether that is going to take a class or a yoga class or going to the gym together or going for a run or something like that. I feel like that is one thing that we really enjoy. Uh, I also think it's fun to do the thing that the other person loves like vice versa. So Andy loves going to the movie. He will go to the movie every day by himself. It's like hopefully just a bonus that I go I was going to say, that's a Corey thing too. I don't know if it's oh, thing. Loves the movies. Loves it. Okay. I enjoy the movies, but not to the level that he does. But that is, that's his passion. He's an actor. He's a director. He's a writer. Like that is his happy place. So it does give me great joy to go to the movie with him because I also know how happy it makes him. Also, like, hopefully happy that I'm also there too. And I think he is. Um, but vice versa, I love when we go see a musical. Andy loves theater, but he doesn't love musicals to the degree that I love them. But I know that he enjoys going with me because he knows how happy it makes me. So I think the cool thing about relationship is you get to find those things that you both love doing together and that are fun. I also think travel and travel can mean going to a new street in your neighborhood. Travel does not have to mean you go around the world. That's fun too, but that's only something we've been able to start doing recently. Like that's when we moved to New York, we lived on subway sandwiches and beans. Like, like, <laughs> what I mean, you know, like there was no money for anything, but subway sandwich. I mean, we would split a foot long. That is what I am talking about. So, oh my gosh, yes. It's like, you can't make this shit up. Um, but just going to do something new, I think has actually been one of the best things for us because new experience ooh, grows you as a person. And when you have a new experience with that person that you love, it brings you closer together. So that, I don't care what that thing is, but just ha doing new things, doing whatever feels like fun or like an adventure. In LA, we can go on new hikes because it combines all the things. We're moving, we're outside in the gorgeous weather, and we're seeing and being in a new environment, so it feels very invigorating. But whatever that is in your life, in your city, but I think doing new things together is so important doing things that you both like. And also, it's, I don't even think it's compromise. I think it's acknowledging that you're not the same person and you're going to have different passions, but like celebrating and enjoying those passions with each other, I think is also a lot of fun. Because that's, that's why I love him, because he's not the same as me. He thinks differently than me. He acts differently than me. And also, there's a lot of things that are the same. But I think when you celebrate those differences, you're like, oh, you're so hot because you, you think like that or because you like that or whatever. So I think you've got to celebrate the whole person. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Ah, so good, so good, so good. Um, so what are you most excited about right now? What's bubbling? What's happening? What's cooking? Well, I just did a new website, which feels energetically great. I had my old website that I used for you know, the last several years when I was in New York. And it just no longer felt like an accurate representation of who I am and what I do, not only in the logistics of like what my day-to-day -day looks like, but in, in the aesthetic of it, in the energy of it, in the vibe of it. It just felt like, meh, that's not totally me anymore. 
I mean, living in California for three years will we'll do that to you in a beautiful way. I feel like it's brought out more of my sunny qualities where in New York you wear black because that's what you do and that's what everyone is doing. And, and I enjoyed that. That was part of sort of the culture. And here I feel like I'm, I'm like a walking rainbow. Like I just wear more color and I wanted sort of my digital presence to, to reflect that um, as well as more of the things that I'm doing now I find myself doing more doing more consulting with brands which is really fun and like collaborating with different companies to sort of bring their vision to life from a fitness uh, either content perspective or a fitness event perspective but I feel very excited about sort of this refresh and rebrand of empowered and so there's a new logo that feels more reflective of the energy because it, it's my baby and it's my, it, honestly, it's me. It's not even my baby, it's me. And as I have evolved over the years, so will my business and so will what my business offers and does. So in New York, it was primarily one-on-one -on -one residential training and, and some offshoots of that, right? We did some corporate wellness stuff or some group fitness stuff, but that was sort of the core. And, and now I just feel so much more pull towards doing group things, doing events, doing digital, you know, digital challenge where we can be, there can be a hundred of us, there can be a thousand of us. Um, that feels more exciting per your question uh, to me. And because ultimately I know that I want as many people as possible to feel the power that is within them to create the life that they want. And while I do love the one-on-one -on -one and getting to sort of instill that in someone, I also know that I'm only one person and I can only reach so many people at a time. And so there is such, I think, passion within me of wanting to say, hey, we can all do this together because then you also have support. When we were talking about earlier, maybe you don't have that one person. What if you can have a whole tribe of people? What if you can have a whole community of people that are aligned with what you are they're on the same wavelength as you are and they are rooting for your success like what more could we want from that so i think i definitely feel very excited about it just feels like a new season and i think one of the things i'm really happy about is continually letting myself evolve we are not supposed to be the same people that we were again i said this already but five years ago ten years ago we're not. And I think if we think we are, we're holding ourselves back from what we could be and what we could create and, and the people that we could evolve into. And so I want to allow myself to continue evolving and continually following the things that light me up and, and definitely this sort of new face of empowered honestly is just a representation of how I feel and how, where I feel in my life. Yeah. I love it. I've seen your site and it's beautiful and I totally, <laughs> I love it. And I feel like it does capture you. And I just, I want to thank you for how you show up and thank you for being who you are because, um, you know, in our journeys, we, we look for permission. And I feel like you were one of those people when I was in that transition of I'm dancing, but I love fitness. And what does this mean? And can I do both? Can I be both? And do I have to do either or you were this light that was like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. This is, you can do this too. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I want, 
I, if Emily's doing this, then I can do it too. And so of course you can. I feel like we've kind of had this like mirroring back and forth where like we've, we've kind of followed each other. I followed you, you followed me and we've got this amazing back and forth. So I just want to acknowledge you and thank you for how you show up and for everything that you're doing. And I love getting to work with you. I love getting to hang out with you. I'm so glad that you were able to do this and share all of your goodness with us because I, I just want to share you with the world because I think you're amazing. You're amazing. <laughs> you're amazing. And I would reflect that back to you. You show up fully, brightly, boldly as your authentic self. And that reads and that radiates off of you. And as someone who's not only your friend, but someone that I follow you on social media. And I feel that. I feel that from your your posts and your words. And, and it matters because I can scroll through and read something from you and it reflects that light within me of not reflects that, but I feel that light within me of, Oh, I have that boldness. Also, we all have that boldness and that fire within us. It's just a choice of, are we showing up? Are we presenting it to the world? Are we living full out? (laughs) I love it. Well, I'm going to receive, receive, receive. Thank you so much. Where can people find you? If they want to work with you, if they want to know more about you, where can they find you? I'd say right now, I would love to connect on Instagram. It's at mcookharris, E-M-Cook, C-O-O-K, Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S. My new website is emilycookharris.com. And sign up. We'll have a future newsletter, and I'll keep you posted. I'd say definitely Instagram will be the most up, uh, sort of real-time updates of, of new things that are coming down the pipeline, future events, digital uh, you know, resources, and those sorts of things. But that would be – I would love – to connect. I would love to connect and sort of be on that uh, journey with you. And also to just remind you what I try to remind myself, that we are capable. We are capable of creating the life that we envision for ourselves. And I know Sam is living proof of that. And I am so happy that I could be a part of this uh, conversation today and get to chat with her. And I would love to connect with any of you after that, that are feeling that same thing. Yeah. Okay. I have one last question for you. Oh yeah. So the podcast is called full out and you as a dancer, you know what it means to be full out and live full out. If someone had a question, they're like, I don't know if I'm super happy in my life right now. How do I start living my life full out? What would you say? Ooh, I would say there can be so much noise too, like, especially when we feel like we're kind of stuck or unhappy and there's so much outside noise and we start to kind of be hard on ourselves. I, I'm a big journaler, but I would, I feel like two things. I would either get out my journal and write down what are the things that I know bring me joy? What are the things that, and it could be simple. It could be going for a walk outside. It doesn't have to be like traveling the world. I love that also, but what are things that bring me joy in the small as well as the big? And what are the things that make me feel like myself? What are the environments where I feel like I'm able to show up as the full me? Because I think environment is a big thing. I think how we spend our time and energy. Um, Another good exercise to write down is write down all the things that you do in a day or all the things that you do in a week and sort of compare that to your previous list of what are the things that I know bring me joy? It, again, it could be as simple as going for a walk, uh, reading a book, uh, calling a friend, all these simple daily habits, actions that make us feel like ourselves and then reflected back. 
am I doing any of those? And that's where you can honestly begin to start reclaiming your time and shifting your perspective, but shifting your perspective through the actions of doing things that make you feel good. So it's sort of this dual, putting new thoughts in your mind that are positive, but also getting some momentum through action. Uh, I think that would probably be where I would begin. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Jo Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.